Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Ripples in Space podcast. I'm John Davis. And I'm Kate Reagan. Thank you for being here this fine Sunday, and we are happy to bring you more Flash science fiction. Yay! Yes, it's very exciting. Um, This story is called... Approaching Alpha Caroli by uh, Peter Watson. As usual, I will read the bio and Kate will read the story. So, we will see you in a minute. Peter Watson began writing seriously in retirement and took courses at Oxford Continuing Education. He draws inspiration from the 29 years he spent in the USA, his business world travels, and the wild Scottish landscape where he mostly writes. He prefers offbeat subjects. Approaching Alpha Caroli by Peter Watson Approaching Alpha Caroli, 4,367 light-years from Earth, June 23rd, 3044. Twelve hours to orbit, plotting course for landing site. Course locked in announced the thought transmission from the mind box in Robinson's intergalactic time traveler. It was time for a four-hour hyponap. He had only been asleep for two hours when he was woken by a transmission from Wareness, wide-angle infinity-range neuron imaging system. Comet on collision course! Damn, he thought. The launch team had warned him that his course to the Alpha Caroli space station would pass close to the asteroid comet belt between Mars and Jupiter, and he knew that disturbances to Jupiter's gravitational pull had made the trajectory of the belt more and more unpredictable. His traveler could cope with an asteroid shower. A comet was a different matter altogether. A comet pushed ahead of it a variety of meteoroid matter dust and sand that could clog the thruster intakes, pebbles and small stones that could take out the solar array, and small boulders that could destroy the traveler altogether. Evasive action, Robinson mind ordered confidently. Impossible. Too close, responded the mind box. He had no choice. He would just have to fly on and hope for the best. His view of space started to dim. He was in the dust trail of the comet's cola. Then he could see nothing at all. That's strange, he thought. At home, meteoroids glow as they enter the Earth's atmosphere. Then reality struck. In space, there is no atmosphere. Only an eerie silence. He began to feel scared. He checked the mind box. His escape pod flew slower than the Traveler, putting Alpha Caroli beyond the escape pod's range. A drumming noise announced that pebbles from the comet were striking the Traveler. Then something larger took out the solar array. The lights went out. He had always been afraid of the dark. He switched to the emergency batteries, but their life was limited. He switched on the power supply to his spacesuit. Without full power, the Traveler would lose heat, and he would freeze to death. Hobson's choice, he thought. 
between using just enough power to stay alive and husbanding enough to get to Alpha Caroli. He fought the onset of panic. He mind-controlled a message. Mayday! Mayday! Traveler 63 to Earth Control. Traveler 63 to Earth Control. Hit by meteoroid. Traveler damaged. Acknowledge. Silence. He repeated the message. More silence. Nobody knew he was in trouble. Nobody would try to help him. He had never felt so isolated. Alone in the traveler, fear sat at his side. He checked the mind box again. Alpha Caroli was still out of the pod's range. A large object hit the traveler. It spun wildly off course. Robinson knew it was doomed. Dangerous or not, the escape pod was the only option left. He crawled into the pod and mind-controlled the separation. The pod powered away seconds before a torrent of comet debris destroyed the traveler completely. He resent his mayday, switched off communications, and set all power settings to minimum. He would have to manage the pod's power reserves very frugally to have any chance of reaching Alpha Caroli. He had done all he could. Now he could only wait. Alone. Terrified. And in total silence to discover whether the pod would reach Alpha Caroli or whether he would simply drift off into the infiniteness that was outer space. Hours turned into days, and nothing changed in the pod. Robinson tried to stay alert, but sleep overtook him. He drifted in and out of wakefulness, no longer sure of which day it was. The mind box would have told him, but that involved using power, wasting precious power. Despite his fear of the dark, he switched off the lights. He reduced the temperature to the bare minimum. He abandoned attempts to send any more maydays. And he waited. And waited. He awoke with a jolt. Rescue was imminent. The ship would arrive imminently. He scanned the porthole again and again. Nothing in sight. Time slipped away. He checked awareness. Nothing was in range. Check incoming messages, he instructed the mind box. No messages since separation. Impossible! There must be a mistake! Check again! Mistakes are not possible. His heart sank. He had been hallucinating. The rescue existed only in his mind. There would be no rescue. His only hope was to make it to Alpha Caroli. He thought he was losing his mind. Focus eluded him. He knew that he needed to be alert when he reached Alpha Caroli. If he reached Alpha Caroli. The mind box could program the booster firing sequence that would nudge the pod into orbit and then out of orbit onto its descent path to the planet's surface. But if anything went wrong, he would have to fly the pod manually. He feared that... With his fleeting concentration, he might be unable to do that. If he wanted to survive, he would have to pull himself together. He had to prepare himself for the unexpected. Revising procedures would have been easy with the mind box, but the mind box required power that he did not have. He tried one last throw of the dice. 
Estimate time of arrival into Alpha Caroli orbit. Program orbital and landing sequences, he commanded. Sequences programmed. Estimated time to orbit, zero plus ten hours. Four one-hour orbits required to align for two-hour descent. Estimated time of landing, zero plus sixteen hours. Residual power reserve, fourteen hours. Shit, he exclaimed. That was far too close for comfort. He had underestimated how much slower the escape pod was than the traveler. He could reduce the number of alignment orbits, but then he would have to correct the descent manually. He could turn off the heating in his spacesuit, but if he got too cold, he would be unable to fly the pod. He would have to check the power reserve regularly, which would add to the power deficit. He resolved to turn off his spacesuit heat and recheck the power reserve in four hours. Four hours seemed like a lifetime. He got steadily colder and flexed his fingers to keep a minimum of movement in his hands. The four-hour check revealed that he had reduced the power deficit by one hour. Cutting out one alignment orbit would reduce it by one more hour, but the energy used in each check was adding thirty minutes to the deficit, and he was getting too cold to control the pod. He would have to warm the spacesuit up again, increasing the deficit. He calculated that, if he ran the heater for two of the next four hours, he could keep the deficit at close to zero. Then, a final boost to the suit heater and losing one more orbit would give him a fighting chance of a successful descent. But that was based on his own mental calculations, and would need to be verified by the mind box one final time. After four more interminable hours, he had warmed up enough to feel comfortable about flying the descent. He instructed the mind box, Recheck final flight, orbital, and descent power usage, and recalculate residual power. Higher than expected power drain from reheating spacesuit from low level. Recheck. Rechecking. 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 Why is the recheck taking so long? Inadequate power to expedite calculations. Please be patient. Rechecking. 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 Initiate orbital and descent procedures. Systems failing. Cannot recover. Initiate orbital and descent procedures immediately. Impossible. Sorry. S -s 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 sorry sorry and the mind box died and that was approaching alpha coroli I feel really bad for our poor space traveler. He was so close. Very much uh, reminiscent of a sailor lost at sea battling the odds. It's like, um, uh, not quite Steinbeck, but yeah, it's very much like you're saying a lone traveler having to 
brave the elements all on his own. I liked it though. I liked the way he was resourceful and he didn't give up and you know, it gives you this sense of like you wanna you want the protagonist to survive. You're with him, you're help you know, as he makes these decisions that are affecting him. Really all he had left to do anyway was to try and get there and survive. Like there there was no other choice. Love, you know, cliffhangers, fun, open ended. Does he make it? Does he not? Feels like he doesn't, but maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess one never knows. I guess maybe there's a Deus Ex Machina that shows up that we don't get to hear about in the story. Well, if you like writing science fiction, you should send it to us. Uh, we're always accepting stories for our podcast at Ripples and Space's submittable page, and we are accepting longer form stories for our winter 2019 selections so you can send things that way as well um pretty soon here we're going to be announcing the winners of our science fiction versus fantasy contest so that's cool and yeah, thank you to everyone who uh submitted stories to that contest we've had a blast reading them and like uh, john was saying we can't wait to announce those winners yes um and also the ending of the little unending tales from the void saga we've been telling here interspace between these flash fiction podcast will be coming up pretty soon here so stay tuned for that as well thank you so much for your support uh as always cheers from the void take care <laughs>